what's better than this? Guys, me and dudes here on the Draft Dudes podcast presented by Locked On. It's Joe Marino, Kyle Krabs, and Chris Schubert from the Draft Network. And we are your hosts here on this Tuesday episode of the show. What's up, Kyle? That intro voice is the voice of a man whose wife has a new starting quarterback. <laughs> She's not happy about it, though. I saw the text. I absolutely saw the text. And uh, there were some expletives included yeah. in the Carolina Panthers decision to trade a six in 2021, a two and a four in 2022 for quarterback Sam Darnold. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. It's going to bring up the bet. Oh, okay. Let's talk about the bet. I think this could be framed as a push. I bet you think that. Well, they got a two, but it's a future two. So do we need to wait and see where the Panthers finish? I mean, if if you want to wait it out for a year to declare who wins the bet, I'm totally fine with doing that. But I'm just saying on a surface level, their immediate return on Sam Darnold. I look at it as somebody who said, you're not going to get a lot. And I say, yeah, you guys did really well. You got a lot. But strictly from a immediate returns, and this is the luxury of being the Jets and rebuilding and not having pressure to do this in a, a, any timely fashion, you didn't need the returns in year one. Did I read correctly that the New York Jets own 21 draft picks over the next two drafts with seven coming in the first two rounds? Yes. It's good to have a Jets fan as a producer of the Draft Dudes podcast. Welcome you guys to the have party, just been Chris. swimming in the draft capital. <laughs> Welcome to the party. This is fun. I'm enjoying this. When do we get the is music? When, is it, when, you, is, when is the club open? And here's the thing, especially because you're in a position to draft a quarterback that your team wants this yeah. year. Like, who the hell cares ha- what happens this year for the New York Jets? Who cares? It should not matter. It should be inconsequential to you what happens this year. Team fun. Just go out there, have fun, guys, for 17 games. Yep. So, Let it all so. hang loose. Let's see who makes the most of an opportunity on a rebuilding roster. Claim a long-term starting job. And if you don't, hit the road and don't let the door hit you in the ass on the way out. Because guess what? We're going to draft your replacement with a top <laughs> 64 pick like that. I like this move for Carolina. It, at the end of the day, it's not that much. They gave up two, four, and a six for a it chance is, at a franchise quarterback. Eh, for a franchise, if they were going to move up to three or whatever, it was going to cost more than this. They get a guy that's already been through some stuff. He was never coached well in New York. Two different offenses. Never had a good receiver. Never had a good offensive line. He had Robbie Anderson. And now he does have Robbie Anderson again. So, look, for Carolina, with the Deshaun Watson situation being what it is, with them being beat to the punch to get to three by the 49ers, this is the plan that they went with. And, And I think it's okay. It's a two-year, $30 million deal, basically, to find out if Sam Darnold can be the answer at quarterback. If not, you're not that much married to him. Well, I guess let's let's not do the concept before the concept, right? Because I have lots of thoughts on Carolina and how this impacts them and their decision-making process. But yours truly, for once, for once, brought a concept and a structure to the pre-show meeting. We're going to work through the draft order, and we are going to talk about how this trade of Sam Darnold from the Jets to the Carolina Panthers, impacts 
each team in the NFL draft order starting at one and working our way down. The good news is uh, the segment on the Jacksonville Jaguars will be extremely short. It makes no difference to you. (laughs) So we can start at number two and talk about from the New York Jets perspective, if we want to say this cements what we kind of anticipated. I did think it was interesting reading in the aftermath of this trade yesterday. Um, There were reports that there were still people in the building who advocated for keeping Sam Donald in the building. Uh, But Joe Douglas made the executive decision to go a different direction. I think this is what we've been thinking all along. Robert Saylor had nothing to do with Sam Darnold being a Jet. Joe Douglas had nothing to do with Sam Darnold being a Jet. And there's no sense in having a quarterback that struggled for three years that incrementally probably got worse every year. Yes. To hitch your wagon to that guy when you're picking two. Not eight, two. And this is for the Jets. They did just about everything wrong when it came to working with and building around Sam Darnold, like head coaching, higher personnel, all of it. It was all bad. You could go back and it's a master class on, hey, let's not hire the head coach of a divisional rival who burned his locker room to the ground in a span of three years to come in and work with our quarterback because Peyton Manning had nice things to say about him on a phone call. Like, okay, like now you have a chance as an organization to hit reset. And the big challenge for Joe Douglas, in my opinion, is going to be keeping the Johnsons out of being involved in how Joe Douglas runs the team, because that's where you start to get into trouble. And there's no guarantee that's going to happen, but Joe Douglas, he should have, every opportunity to say, you hired me to run this franchise. Let me do it and stay out of the way. Which I think is an exciting idea if I, if, for Jets fans. They, they should be really excited about this because I loved, I wrote an article about it. I love that guy's first draft with the New York Jets, the way he mm-hmm. played the value game, got players that I liked. Like, literally every single pick was a plus value in my view. And then the way he navigated free agency this year, I thought was outstanding. Bringing in Carl Austin, bringing in uh, Corey Davis, um, being able to flip Jamal Adams for two first round picks. I like so much about what Joe Douglas has done. And now this man has all the draft capital in the world at his disposal over the next two drafts. And he has that choice of quarterback at number two. I think we can all agree that's going to be Zach Wilson from BYU. Yeah, that, that would probably be a pretty safe bet. Joe. Speaking of bets, bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports action. Football may be over, but the NBA, MLB, and NHL are all in full swing. Bet online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality television with real time updated odds and props on just about anything you can imagine. Bet online has you covered for the news, scores, and odds. It is the best way to place your bets. Plus, it's free to sign up. So head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today. Receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts, promo code locked on. Shifting gears to the San Francisco 49ers. I think the only impact this has on San Francisco, who obviously was very aggressive in offering multiple future ones to get up into the three hole uh, and presumably beat Carolina to the punch, and we could talk about you know those dynamics when we get to Carolina, if we like. 
any pipe dream that they had that the Jets were going to keep Sam Darnold, go a different direction, or somebody was going to trade up in front of them to take somebody who was not Zach Wilson. I think that's the only thing that changes for San Francisco because we've heard San Francisco really like Zach Wilson, but they very clearly like somebody else too, because they gave up what they gave up to go up here and get in the order. Yeah, no question about it. So they were content though. They, they, they made this move first. So they, right. they had three quarterbacks that they liked and they're in position to get that quarterback. We can convince ourselves it's Mac Jones. We can convince ourselves it's Justin Fields. Heck, we can convince ourselves it's Trey Lance, but it's one of those three players and they'll be the number three pick in the draft. And they have clarity that it won't be Lawrence and most likely won't be Wilson. I would say it will not be Zach or it will not be Zach Wilson for San Francisco. I think we could write that one in Sharpie now. So if you're doing a mock draft this year, good news. I think you got the first two picks right. Now it becomes a 30 pick affair. Gets really weird at four though. Very Atlanta Falcons. Now, you can debate how much of an impact this trade has on the Atlanta Falcons because there's that NFC South dynamic. Atlanta was kind of perceived to be the team that is in the driver's seat if they do want to shop that pick. Carolina, obviously, we were expecting them to be really aggressive. Uh, Obviously, they felt the investment opportunity in Sam Darnold was more attractive than the investment opportunity in QB4 once San Francisco beat them to the punch. Do you think there would have been any opportunity? Like, could you foresee a deal before this trade with Sam Darnold happened between two divisional rivals to put one team into the top five to go get their quarterback in the future? No, I, I don't think Falcons and Panthers were going to get the deal done. I, did, I don't see there was a path to do that. It's really interesting because Albert Breer recently came out and his, I think a lot of us think maybe this is a Kyle Pitts destination, Atlanta at four. Albert Breer from Sports Illustrated came out and said, we think that Atlanta is either going to sit there and, and draft the quarterback at four and have them sit, or they're going to trade yeah, out that spot. Yeah. Well, I mean, if there's a quarterback that you believe in at four, you sit there and pick them. And that's really fun because the team that I've liked the most for Trey Lance has always been Atlanta play action, heavy scheme with Arthur Smith. I mean, th- those ingredients that I think Arthur Smith is going to recreate in Atlanta mesh so well with the best moments that you saw from Trey Lance at North Dakota State. So I love it. And there's no rush to play him. Per, you said I've said this a million times. Trey Lance has 318 passing attempts under his belt at North Dakota State. He's not ready to come in and be an NFL quarterback this year. And in Atlanta, there's no pressure for him to do that. And I don't think there's any shame in, you know, it, it, there's so much pressure to get these guys on the field. But, like, what's your rush? Like, honestly, what you're, you're paying Matt Ryan anyway. Right. So – play Matt Ryan this year, make an assessment at the end of the year based on your evaluation of Trey Lance in practice and any garbage time. And if you got a meaningless 17th game and 16th game, you can put them out there after effectively a full season and see what you got. But yeah, I I don't think this opportunity, the, the trade with Sam Darnold to Carolina directly impacts Atlanta's attractiveness with an offer with Carolina, but where it may impact them is this does reduce the quarterback market by what was perceived to be the most aggressive team on the board. Carolina is not investing in another quarterback this year, right? They're, they're done, right? So who's, who's the next team up? Maybe Denver, maybe new England. Yeah. Chicago and Washington 
and Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh. Yep. So like, I mean, you got to go way back and I don't know what the hell Pittsburgh's going to give up to get up to, to four. Like that's not going to happen. And, and Chicago right. and Washington, that would be like one of the biggest dropbacks in quarterback or in quarterback draft history to fall back to 19 or 20. So you're looking at maybe Denver and new England. And if I'm new England, I'm going to sit there and say, I'm not going up to four. You can go pound rocks. Like, why would I trade up that far when the only team that's in front of me is Denver? They've got the driver's seat. So the Jets, I think the only parallel that we can make to, to this, like a big move, was when the Jets moved up 12 spots to get Mark Sanchez. Sanchez. They went from 17 to five. And to and do they gave that, up nothing. They gave up nothing. They gave up a one and a two. And two players. Kenyon Coleman, Abram. Uh, Abram, Elam, and Brett Ratliff. They gave up a, three nothing. Players, they gave up nothing. Yeah. yeah. They gave up nothing to go up. And it was a bad quarterback class. So yeah. different situation. Yes. So let me ask you this, Joe. Cincinnati, us knowing the trends for the Cincinnati Bengals, do you foresee any change in business for the Cincinnati Bengals with this deal? The only way I would see that is if they were moving only one or two spots. Because to me, at five, they're sitting there with what I think would be their two options at the top of their board. Two best options. Right. Yeah. Penny Sewell, offensive tackle, Oregon, Jamar Chase, wide receiver, LSU. I think that's that's their goal. Come away with one of those two players. Now, they have their pick of the litter. If there's one that they like better, they can sit, the, sit there and pick them at five. But if they are indifferent and they feel like they can move back one spot or two spots, um, and get something and, and have a team like Miami or Detroit actually think that, um, you know, it, it would be a worthwhile move, then that would be it. But I expect them to sit there and, and pick the guy they like better between Chase and Sewell. Yeah, because I don't think Detroit, what's Detroit going to play defense if, if Trey Lance falls and they love Trey Lance? Like, and Denver starts calling Cincinnati and then right. Denver's or Detroit says, hey, we really want him. We'll give you X this year to jump up. We're not worried about it because we have a ton of future picks. We'll flip picks with you. You can pick at seven. If you're taking Penny Sewell, Miami's presumably taking an offensive weapon anyway. So you'll get the same guy at seven and we can get our quarter. Like, but none of that is impacted by Carolina. No, exactly. So for Cincinnati, it's business as usual. And then their trends say they don't really do business moving down in the first round anyway. Right. For the Dolphins, they, they kind of jumped up to six after moving back to 12, and they kind of became the potential gatekeeper for a second run on quarterbacks because, you know, Atlanta, there was the, the question of the price of that pick. Miami was behind them and had shown a willingness to move down. Uh, I think in a perfect world, they could have potentially parlayed Detroit, Carolina, and Denver against one another. Um but I think Detroit's interest in quarterbacks is going to be dependent specifically on what quarterback is there. If the wrong one is there, they're probably not going to be interested in anything. And with Carolina moving out, Denver has no pressure. So I think for Miami, it's like you can take any potential that this team had of kicking back two spots, just like you talked about with Cincinnati and still planning on getting the same player. Like that's dead. They're picking at six. Is the doomsday scenario for Miami, the Falcons take Pitts, the Bengals take Chase? To me, it's not because you pick Waddle and Prosper. 
But do you like, how do you think, let's say that's what happened. Where do you think Miami goes with this pick? My gut tells me it's Devonte Smith. Okay. Now, would I be thrilled with that? No, because I think there was a reasonable chance you could have stayed at 12 and got the same player, or you stay at 12 and wait and see how the board drops. And then if you need to jump up and jump the New York giants, you could have done it then. Um, so I don't know if that's the doomsday scenario. It's not ideal. Um, but I definitely think for a team that has shown a willingness to kind of manipulate the board and this opportunity that they have, thanks to the Houston Texans, to be this high up in the order, I definitely think this slams the door shut on any opportunity for them to get cute and pick up like a third-round pick this year with yeah. a, a pick swap for, the, for a team that wanted to go get QB4 that would happen to slide in a hypothetical. I think Miami is going to have at least one of Pitts and Chase available for. So do I. So they'll be in good shape. But just to kind of throw out that, okay, what if? To me, I sit there and pick Waddle, but we'll see. I would too. Detroit. Detroit basketball. Do you ever hear that from the Pistons? No. Shuby is so mad right now. You should have saw him. Like he just his jaw dropped. He was deflated. He was feeling no good. No idea what the, you're talking about. I think, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that's what their stadium announcer says for the Pistons. Okay. Do you think, speaking of Detroit, talking about the football team, Yeah. do you think there's any impact based on Carolina's move for a quarterback? Um, I don't. I think the only thing that may come into play is that if Atlanta goes after Trey Lance, if, if Detroit kind of viewed him as a developmental long-term play that they can bring up behind golf and go with him, I think that's at least interesting. And, and maybe this doesn't help that possibility, but I'm not sure that anything Carolina did specifically other than they got their quarterback. And so we don't think they're moving up. I think if, if there's a, a path where they want Trey Lance, I think this helps them get him. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, just because, you know, Carolina with, and we could start opening up some of the big conversation pieces with Carolina specifically now that we're on them. Um, but they were perceived to be the big fish left in the quarterback market. Uh, but before we get there, we want to talk to you about our friends at rockauto.com. Since we're talking about the motor city, Detroit, RockAuto.com is a family business who's been providing auto parts customers with high quality service online for the last 20 years. So whether you're shopping for your classic or daily driver, looking for engine control modules, brake parts, taillights, motor oil, or even new carpet, RockAuto.com has everything you need in one easy to navigate catalog. And in just a few clicks, you can get everything you need delivered directly to your front door. Best of all, prices are the same at RockAuto.com for both professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why would you shop anywhere else and spend up to twice as much for the same parts? So visit rockauto.com for all of your auto parts needs and write locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. So I don't know if you saw this, guys. Rich Samini just put out a tweet. We, and man, we will. We will. We will, we will. It, it's, not, it's not we will because there's no news, but it is oh, fun to damn. take a look at the Jets' recent first-round draft picks, and just reminisce oh, no. on how the last five have been traded. Sam Darnold, Jamal Adams, Darren Lee, Leonard Williams, Calvin Pryor. 
Oh, Calvin yeah. Pryor. Five of the last six, Sheldon Richardson. D. Milner was cut. Quinton Copel's cut. Muhammad Wilkerson cut. So these guys, brother, they haven't had a, a, a first-round pick play out their contract or, I mean, not even talking about an extension, not even get through their, their contract, their first contract since Yikes. 2010. Chris, what's happening? I mean, Joe, there, what, two things. One, did you want the Jets to keep those players that you just mentioned? Like, did you want them to get extensions? Those players are not Jamal very good. Adams. I don't Jamal know. Jamal Adams. Adams, Leonard Williams seem like they're pretty listen, good players Listen, listen. The Jamal Adams trade looks like a home run for the New York I Jets the way it is played out. It, is, it looks like a, just a home run for Shoot us. Me, that doesn't make it better. Second you of all, pick how many of players. those picks did Joe Douglas make? How many, Joe? I'll wait. Zero. But okay, then who look, cares? M- move on. I bet you would say that. See, this is one of those moments where I wish you weren't here. <laughs> Brother, that's pretty bad, man. No, it's not great. It's, no, it's not great. But you know what? Joe Douglas didn't make those picks. New guy, new guy making the picks. You said earlier in the show you loved what Joe Douglas did I last know. year, had a great draft. So I know. why are you going to bring this up? Why are you going to bring the mood down on the podcast? Because you know, Kyle I, was doing the ad read and my eyes are popping out of my head reading this. I can't talk too much. I don't know if the Bills can either. I, I don't. I mean, go back over the Dolphins. It was Deion. I'll start in 2013. Deion Jordan, not great. Juwan okay. James uh, played out his five years on his first round contract and left for Denver. Devontae Parker got a second contract. Sick. Technically a third. Reasonable technically player. a third. A reasonable player. player. Okay. Uh, 2016 was Laramie Tunsil. Just like Jamal Adams. Great player. No longer on the team. Uh, Charles Harris. Then Minka Fitzpatrick. Uh, great player. No longer on the team. Christian Wilkins. And then Tua Tagovailoa, Austin Jackson, and uh, Noah Igbenogany. Can't talk too much. Okay. 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 So, Carolina. Joe, you and I talked on the phone when this first news first dropped. And I think one of the most underrated risks involved with the New York Jets trading Sam Darnold to the Carolina Panthers from the Panthers' perspective is you're bringing in Sam Darnold, the already exercise a fifth-year option. It's a two-year, $24 million contract, fair value for a starting quarterback. Okay, you know they got to take care of Teddy now. It's a different domino that has to fall. But you're betting on him working with Joe Brady in 2021, and if it works, who's not going to be here next year? Uh, Mr. Joe Brady. Joe Brady's going to be a head coach somewhere if this works, in all likelihood based on the hiring trends that we have seen and how much anytime a red hot offensive play caller type catches fire, he's gone in a heartbeat. So I hope you have a contingency plan. If you're Carolina to have an extension of what Joe Brady brings, because if not, you could really make for a murky evaluation. If he's really good in 2021 Joe Brady leaves, and then he's not as good again or average at best in 2022 without Joe Brady. What the hell do you do? Well, you mentioned contingency plan, and I don't know that there is one, but I think we all saw the writing in the wall when Joe Brady got plucked from LSU right after that 2019 season. They hire him to be the offensive coordinator for the Carolina Panthers, and when they made that choice, they had to be thinking, this is probably not a long-term play. And so hopefully that's been high on their list is to be grooming somebody underneath Joe Brady 
Because if this offense works, you want to keep those ingredients and concepts in place so that it doesn't leave with Joe Brady. So Carolina, we're presuming they're set at quarterback for the next two years. There's no chance Teddy Bridgewater makes it to training camp, right? You wouldn't think so. I mean, the, the, the challenge with Teddy Bridgewater is it's that contract, right? I mean, they signed him to a three-year deal worth $63 million with $33 million guaranteed. This year is tough to get out of this deal, man. They, they, I mean, they would have $20 million in dead cap accumulation if they were to move on from Teddy Bridgewater now. After this year, it's very What if it's after June 1st? Do you have that number? So post June 1st, it's 15 million in dead cap, uh, 5 million in dead cap in 2022, and a cap savings of just under 8 million. Okay. So maybe that's the path we go. It's better. We hold, um, but we give Teddy the, the Sam Bradford treatment. Hold him till somebody gets hurt. Yeah. And, and then they can get, yeah, which is funny, right? That would be real because Teddy quite Bridget ironic. Part, yeah. yeah. Um, full circle. So you have, okay, that's a good play. Some team that has reasonable aspirations, their quarterback goes down, Teddy Bridgewater is available, you make a deal. Is there a team right now that was like Carolina that we were kind of wondering, all right, what is your answer going to be? How are you going to get them that they make this play now? Is that the New England Patriots? Is it the Denver Broncos? Is it Chicago? I don't think so. They're, they're I mean, they're doing the Andy Dalton thing. Would he Am go I- back to the Saints? They're going with, Taysom and Jameis? I don't know, man. I think the other thing to consider here is where Carolina goes with their draft pick from here. Yes. I think what's interesting is you've seen accumulation of future picks from a number of other teams. Uh, If Carolina wants to give themselves flexibility, is say, whether it's a Russell Wilson or if Deshaun Watson's name is cleared and that's something that can be explored in the future, you got the jets with all the first round picks under the sun. You got the dolphins still with a bunch of picks to work with. Carolina is still sitting here with a whole boatload of nothing. Who are the players who are keeping you at eight to pick Versus who are the players that you're trading back or, or what scenario is there for Carolina where you trade back and you give yourself more flexibility long-term if Sam Darnold doesn't work to have more picks at your disposal to make a splash. Now we're talking. Now I mean, we're this, talking. This is a whole different show, but like, let's go. Like, Well, no, I mean, this is what we said last year with the Derek Brown thing. Like, okay, sit there and pick Derek Brown. He's a good player, but you have done nothing to accumulate that draft capital. So whether that's moving back to 15, because in this scenario, there's a chance that Trey Lance and Mac Jones are still on the board or, or between Mac Jones, Trey Lance and Justin Fields, that two of them are on the board. If, if at least one, right. They're going to be in position to move back. Right. So and them, and them in Detroit are kind of the two teams now that like, unless Penny Sewell somehow falls, like right. I would, if I'm Carolina, I'm taking Penny Sewell. Right, but 
But who, yeah. like, who else? Who else is there for you at eight? That it's like, man, I can't move out and get a bunch of extra picks. Right. I gotta stand firm here. The biggest need, the glaring need for this team, is offensive line. And this is a, a great deep offensive, offensive line, line class. class. Yeah. It's a I great mean, offensive line. Class. Are you gonna sit there and pick Micah Parsons or, or Patrick Sertain? No. You're exactly right. Move down the damn board. So, I think that's another huge domino effect especially with Denver sitting right behind you. If the right quarterback is there for Denver, you know, they, they explored Matt Stafford. Yep. They were reportedly interested in Deshaun Watson. So they they've been involved in some quarterback discussions. I wonder if a team would be interested in Teddy and a pick swap plus more. Can well, if Carolina, I'm Carolina I'm, if I'm Carolina, I'm hoping to do two separate transactions because I'm hoping whatever I get for Teddy down the road is going to replace what I gave up for Sam as much as possible. I I think you're at best getting a four back. Right. So you but yeah. but you'll replace half of what yeah. you gave up from just yeah. a volume perspective, not a value perspective. But yeah. one of your two picks you'll get back. Denver's Denver going to give you a 2022 20, four. They could Washington. Washington won't with Fitz and yeah. I mean, they've already got their yeah. one year guy. <laughs> you know what I mean, like they got their bridge, right? And Chicago's declared Andy Dalton. They've got Andy Dalton parades scheduled for this Wednesday. Like QB one, they're <laughs> Q- ready to go. QB one, gentlemen. QB one. I feel like it's somewhat appropriate to ask Chris. Like, how do you feel, man? Like we we haven't even really giving you the airtime to reflect on a major trade that your team made. Well, I mean, I'm just stunned. I mean, I was told on Twitter and social media and everywhere <laughs> you could go that Sam Darnold's picture was on the season ticket page for the New York Jets. So that obviously means he's the starter in 2021. So I, 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 I saw the news and I was stunned. I, I had to, I was grocery shopping. I had to pull the cart over to the side. I had to collect myself, collect my thoughts. It was like, my goodness, I was for certain he was the starting quarterback in 2021. That's what everybody told me on the internet. And if it's on the internet, it must be true. This man was so excited he went out and got a new haircut. The haircut Just was over the, the weekend, but we'll, 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 we'll retroactively say that I was. I, I didn't recognize it when we recorded at 5 a.m. your time this morning for Monday's show. Yeah, the room was a little darker at 4.30 in the it morning was. when we were recording the show. I don't turn on a lot of the lights in the house when we're recording this early. It was 5, five o'clock. Five o'clock. No, but listen, guys, this is what I had said to you guys throughout this entire process, that this was the move that made the most sense. Trading Sam, taking a quarterback at two. Joe Douglas didn't draft Sam Darnold. Robert Sala didn't have a say in the matter of who the quarterback was going to be. This was always the easiest and the right solution for the New York Jets at the quarterback position. I hope Sam goes to Carolina and he becomes a stud in Carolina. I wanted him to be a stud here. But after three years, when you had to make a tough decision on a fifth-year option and basically commit yourself two years, I don't think Joe Douglas and Robert Sala were going to tie their jobs up into two more years of Sam Darnold. I think they made the right move. I think they made the smart move. I think they made the only move that was in the best interest of this football team. So I'm not surprised that this happened. Everybody got caught up into, oh, maybe they'll stay at two and draft Penny Sewell or take one of the receivers or they'll trade back. I always thought this was what they were going to do. And now I can officially get my Zach Wilson jersey swap as my Twitter <laughs> bio, pay, background picture, ready to go. I want to go on record with something right now. If Sam Darnold goes on to be a top 12, 10, something like that starter in the NFL, that doesn't make this a bad trade for the Jets, even if Zach Wilson is a bust. Because I don't think it was ever going to happen for Sam in New York. I agree 100% with that. 
you you could look at it the same way with Ryan Tannehill and the Tennessee Titans, right? It's like at some point, people just have to move on and get a new opportunity. And Sam Darnold, he's still technically got his whole career out in front of him. He's young. I mean, he's like 15 months older than Mac Jones. Right? And he's Are played in the NFL me? three years. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Kyle, you know, why did you say that? I didn't need to know that. Listen, it's hard enough to like Mac, right? And, and F in the chat, F in the chat for me, who, who had people tweeting at WFNZ telling him to disbar me from calling into Charlotte radio because oh, I put Mac Jones to Carolina over the week, the, this past week. That's the, well, Mac Jones is a big loser of this and we could do winners and losers on a different day if we want to, cause yeah. I know we got to wrap up here, but like, if you want to look at winners and losers, like unless San Francisco is sincere, right? Dude. Where's Matt going and how is it inside the top 14 picks? I, I don't see it, man. I don't it's see not. it. It's not. It's 15. His new ceiling is 15. Ceiling is 15. Yeah. And is Chicago that like going to, they better hope. You've already you got hope, Andy Dalton. Right. You better hope that he's, that they're in love with, with what you bring to the table. Because if it's not him, then it's like, okay, I could see Pittsburgh being a stylistic fit. Well, yeah, I guess better deep ball, right? Well, right. Yeah. And that's, that's what they were with Ben before Ben's yeah. arm went to hell was, you know, yeah. a team who pushed the ball down the field, a lot of vertical shots, kind of like Mason Rudolph. Right. But yeah, I think Max better between the ears than Mason Rudolph, but they were also th that Alabama system makes it hard and, and, slotting Mac Jones is now going to be extremely complicated unless he goes that, three and the that's one why that had the most ties right <laughs> right that's a crazy conversation point like we're sitting here right. talking about him it's, being in in play at three. Oh, but three if he doesn't go 15. three come on <laughs> come on Kyle Shane and I don't even I don't even know the 15 makes sense when you think about what what they did you know going out and getting the tight ends and bringing back Cam Newton and it's like what, you're going to have Cam run the offense and then have Mac learn Cam's offense? <laughs> As a fan of a division rival, Mac Jones to the Patriots makes perfect sense. Oh, to me. my Lord. Well, what makes perfect sense now is for us to call it a day. There is lots of ripple effects in, in place with the Sam Darnold to Carolina trade, some of it for the Jets, a lot of it because of Carolina and their positioning in the quarterback market for this month's 2021 NFL draft. We have your conversation five days a week, plus two live streams, Mondays and Thursdays, YouTube, the draft network. Make sure you swing over and check them out. Kyle Krabs, Joe Marino, Chris Schubert. Thanks as always for listening to the draft dudes podcast, and we will talk with you again tomorrow.